is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined From the top of this rock and roll Ferris wheel at the Rock and Roll Smogville Rock and Roll World's Fair, it is World Champion Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm Rocker Brighton SLC. And it's me, baby. It's John Black. We're two men who signed a bad contract with the mysterious Smogville World's Fair. We are now forced with creating the, tasked with creating the greatest podcast of all time, the World Champion of Podcasts. As we are quickly becoming, climbing up that ladder one rung at a time, we talk about the only things we truly understand, fringe and forgotten pop culture, heavy metal music videos, wrestling, and other stuff. That's aliens. Right. We talk about aliens a lot lately. Yeah, and you say forced, but I would say honored. It was, it was That's a really good a, point. A weird slip of the tongue, maybe, by yeah, you. Yeah, it, it totally was. Because we're honored to make the world champion of podcasts. It is an honor. It's a it's a rock and roll honor. Um, Smogville news, uh, big big exciting announcement. Uh, yeah. Of course, I, I did great at the Thanksgiving feast. By the way, mm-hmm. well um, done. I nailed it. Five hundred right. turkeys for that, for everyone in town. Incredible. I didn't know we even had that many turkeys. No, I, I mean it was not easy tracking those Believe down. Believe it. You made a lot of of down coats. Yeah, for Blankets. the children for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, because yeah, no, you went out of your way. Because you're putting on the Christmas pageant, and I think mm-hmm. those feathers are really going to make some amazing Technicolor dream coats. That's right, and special effects. We throw feathers out when there's explosions. I'm not giving anything away, but this is going to be quite the pageant. Quite the pageant, indeed. Yeah, go back to uh, episode 40 to find out what we're talking about. Or right. don't, or just don't. Or we're, don't, we're fine. Who gives you a get shit. it. Yeah. So this is the great thing. Like, to get our mind off of all the troubles of the world, just in time for the beginning of the holiday seasons, a heartwarming gesture. I'm really excited for this announcement. Yeah, our mayor, Scurry Max Duck, mm-hmm. um, has declared a charcuterie party. That's right. He's having a great big... A great feast, as if the Thanksgiving feast last week wasn't enough. Yeah, this is kind of like an encore feast, but instead of turkeys... I guess the focus is is pork items, right? Bacon, ham, sausage, short terrines, ribs. That's right. Galantines, pates, mm-hmm. confit. Yes, yeah, short ribs. They're doing they're doing it all. Jerky. It's, it's it's just everything. Pork rinds. Pig. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. They got every pig thing you can imagine. This is free to the public. He wants you to come eat up all of this pig. Or it's going to be right in, right in town square. That's right. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. Um, yeah, f- completely free. Sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. There's going to be sweet and sour sauce there. Pulled. You better believe it. It's going to be pulled. pulled. Pulled pork. Barbecue. Three different kinds of barbecue sauces, one including a- tangy, mm-hmm. spicy. I've heard one is the mayor's own secret recipe. And I'm excited for that. I tell you yeah, what. That, yeah. that, that's going to be a barbecue flavor to remember. Just like this is going to be a barbecue to remember. Yeah, it's going to be one of a barbecue. <laughs> barbecue. One thing, though, is if you don't go to church, you can't come to the barbecue. The barbecue. <laughs> I remember everything about my father. My father. My father. <laughs> my father. <laughs> yeah, you're getting, you're getting there. Um, all right, so that's good news. Get our minds off of all our troubles. I saw, uh, I saw a musical act recently. In- interesting. Um, it's called Cashed Out, C A S H apostrophe D. Okay. This is a Johnny Cash tribute act. Oh, okay. Um, really fun, really fun. Uh, a few months ago, I've never talked about this, but I saw an act called Queen Nation, a Queen tribute act. Really? Yeah. Wonderful time. Okay. And honestly, it's kind of a weird, a weird philosophical music thing. Is these are some of the greatest rock songs of all time? Okay. I'm seeing them in a small club. Uh, with, you know, 50 people in the audience. And the band looks just like the real band. So although I'm not seeing the late Freddie Mercury, is it, look, is it just as good as a, of an experience? And sounds kind as good. Kind of. 
Kind of. It's hard to say. I guess it's how, how good of a job they do. I mean, obviously, I'm not equating it with seeing Queen at Wembley Stadium or something, but it's a pretty good substitute. I know. It, feel, it feels like cheating, though. It feels... Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just saying don't knock these tribute bands because you can have a blast. You can have a blast. Now, this Johnny Cash one was, was really weird, though, because the guy sounded exactly like Johnny Cash. Okay. Also looked... I'm not going to say he looked exactly like Johnny Cash. He kind of looked like like a puppet that's supposed to look like Joaquin Phoenix. Like, he's kind of puppet-like. It was kind of uncanny, kind of disturbing. But he looked more like Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, he kind of looked like Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash, more than Johnny Cash. Okay. But he had the moves down, and he had the voice. And um, what I'm wondering with these tribute bands is how they work. Like, what if this guy doesn't even like Johnny Cash? But everywhere he went, people were like, man, you really look like Johnny Cash. No. And, he, and he's like, really? You think so? Well, I, get I better practice. I hear the, <clears throat> I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear the train are coming. Dude. Like, did he have to practice real hard to sound like Johnny Cash, or is it just coincidence that he looks and sounds like Johnny Cash? It's got to be someone who worships Johnny Cash and then wants to start a band but can't write any songs. It's got to be more like that. It's got to be someone. But is he, how is he so lucky to look like Johnny Cash? Or is it just easier to look like people than I realize? I think you'd be surprised how effective it is to, to just get a get, dye your hair black, do a little pompadour, and then maybe maybe some stage makeup as yeah. as it works. That I, and I don't realize it. I think you'd be surprised. Haven't you seen yeah. those photos where a, a woman will like paint her? She'll do makeup, but then she'll look like Al Pacino, or she'll look, but she just looks like a normal, beautiful woman. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, something just popped into my mind, I have to say. Yeah. When I went to wrestling the other day, there was a little kid sitting behind me, and there was two women wrestlers, and one of them was like the bad one, and he goes, he screamed it, shut your beautiful mouth. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it just popped into my mind yeah. just now. <laughs> shut, you shut your beautiful mouth. Which is what you say to a woman that looks like Al Pacino. Right. So when I'm saying beautiful, but I mean, yeah. well, I mean like they can make themselves look like Al Pacino or like Darth Maul or I don't know, just like other actors. Because like what if, 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 if somehow I was singing in the shower and I was gifted enough to sound exactly like David Bowie. Mm -hmm. I can't go start a Ziggy Stardust tribute band because I'm a doughy bald guy. Well, that's the thing. You could look a lot like David Bowie. All you'd have to do is get into shape. Okay, okay, well, I guess that's where the plan falls apart, huh? <laughs> because we've been trying to do that anyway, right? Right, yeah. It's for, not for our entire adult lives. Yeah. The one I So it's as simple as getting in great shape. Great shape, <laughs> and then just getting in such good shape that your bone structure is just really, like, popping out. Yeah, just, just that. You've got those high cheekbones. You just get gaunt. Just kind of like a dainty, like, Get pointy. lithe. Just work on your yeah. litheness. Yeah, it's uh -oh. not. Is it not? Is it? Is it too late to be a waif for me? <laughs> yeah, be honest with me. So I guess I'm just wondering how these tribute bands work, though. Like, you know what I could pull off um, is fucking bare naked ladies. <laughs> if if for some reason they were like, let's say they all die in a terrible accident, and then <laughs> but the world needs them, so we're called. Uh, we're ca what would we even be called? Not in the bare green, naked ladies. The, the green dresses, a tribute to bare naked ladies. I could be, I could be the one week guy. Speak because I kind of look like him. I don't think I fit. Anywhere. I'm not saying you. I'm saying me. I'm saying I look like that guy that goes. It's been one week since. No, you don't. Give yourself more credit. But than I could that. if I wanted to. Easier than David Bowie. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> right. But I, I'm, I'm going to disagree that you're. You remind me of the guy from Bare Naked Ladies. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I don't that want, really feels I just good don't to, want hear. to upset our audience, man. <laughs> they probably imagine us as Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you know. They don't want to you don't want to pull back the curtain too much or see to see the old man behind Oz. <laughs> that's Ozzy Osbourne, not not the wizard yeah. of. You could uh, you're left-handed. Mm -hmm. I, I could see you uh doing a reasonable Paul McCartney facsimile. Kind of yeah. got the face shape. If I, uh, yeah, I kind of, I got kind of the hair. If you got your hair, if I cut like my that. hair and did the kind of the feathery '70s wings, Paul McCartney, and got some contact <laughs> right. lenses, got real jolly, got jolly. I can do that on my own. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I can do that. That's better. Well, at least, regardless of how you feel about how Paul McCartney looks, he was in the Beatles. Right. The guy you're talking about was in Bare Naked Ladies. I'm just well, more. I'm just trying to ask the bigger question of how tribute bands come about. Do you look like the guy first, or do you 
sing like them and then make yourself look like them. Or guy. maybe do you become them? Or maybe, is it just both? May, maybe the music makes you. Maybe Johnny Cash looked the way he did because of the music he played. And it kind of affected the way he chose everything else in life. So maybe once you start playing their songs, you start turning into them. Almost like it tells the crypt thing. Yeah, it's like a rewire. It's like learning a language rewires your brain. Right. So maybe this guy in the Cash tribute band. I guess that's it too. It's all this illusion of context. Yeah, it is. So if he was making my, if he was my sandwich artist, yeah, I I might not make the connection. But when he's playing Johnny Cash songs in a Johnny Cash outfit, on stage, on stage, in a bar, copying his mannerisms. That's going to remind does, you of Does Johnny my Cash. brain then fill in the, the blanks and make his face look more like a Joaquin Phoenix puppet? I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> I think that puppet looked less like Joaquin than you think. <laughs> he looked much more like an actual puppet. Um, there are several uh, Guns N' Roses tribute acts, and I bet they would probably be better to see than, than Guns N' Roses on the, say, Chinese Democracy Tour. Or whatever their current tour is, even. They're on a tour right now. Yeah, I think their current tour is called uh, will, it'll, it'll Never Happen or something. Or, like, or Hell Freezes Over yeah, or something. Some yeah, some kind yeah. of smart-ass thing like that. Um, but, of course, one of our most popular segments, of course, is... I want my mini music movies. And uh, from the moment we started this segment, I wanted to address the, the Guns N' Roses trilogy, as it's called. Right. Um, which is, they all came out around 91 and 92 from the Use Your Illusion albums, which they released like 10 videos off that. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, I watched these videos, and you know yeah. what my first thought was? What? Is, man, people dressed terribly in 1991. Yeah, like, it's, how, it's how absurd. How awful would it be to be an adult in 1991? Like, let's yeah. say you're 25 years old in yeah. 1991. You, no matter what you do, you look awful. Yeah, like, it's, it's really bizarre. Like, oh, you mean like Stephanie Seymour, who is uh, a supermodel and maybe yes. one of the most beautiful people on earth. Right. And she's got jeans going up to her third or fourth rib. <laughs> yep. And then this weird, like, cap-sleeved shirt mm-hmm. and and then, like, maroon lipstick. Yeah. Like, like she doesn't look that great And that you're talking about a supermodel. We're talking, like, um, the show Friends. Oh God! Those guys on the in the first season, Chandler is like fucking twenty six years old, <laughs> and he's wearing these giant Dockers and a sweater vest and a powder blue shirt with no collar and a big poofy sleeve. Looks like an old man, and even watching it now, it's like that dude is ten years younger than me. <laughs> he's, ten, he's ten years younger than me, and he looks like my grandfather. Like who dressed Still. him? Yeah, like his mother dressed him. How did that happen? And that's but that's how people looked, and that was they Everyone. thought that was fine. Yeah. So the so what what is the Guns N' Roses trilogy? So it's Don't Cry, November Rain, and Estranged. And Estranged just really did not need to happen. And it we'll go, get to it that. Go, it goes off the goddamn rails. But we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that because really this is just the height of pretension. Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't know if I've told this story on the air before, but I was uh, you know I was in sixth grade. I was of course like way into uh, the X-Men and, and the Utah Jazz. I w- okay. Let's just say I maybe wasn't that cool right. and into pop culture. Well, you talked about your squares story, your, your, yeah. your Macarena. Was that in this episode, the Macarena? No, that was last episode. So we didn't you, talk about that in the last so you're, 10 minutes. So you're, you're building. Or did we? I don't know. Shit. Uh, it doesn't matter. No matter what, you're building this, this mythos. Yeah, as, building my own legend. As you, as, as, yeah. as maybe not as cool as a kid. Yeah, I'm way into comic books and, <laughs> and dragons and Utah Jazz and, uh, and Star Wars during a time when Star Wars wasn't cool, yeah, when no one remembered was, Star Wars. Was right there with you, man. Yeah. But then um, the cool kids in my class were talking about music videos, and I had rarely watched MTV because I was afraid of rock and rollers. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, but I wanted to fit in, so I went home and I watched MTV's Top 10 Music Video Countdown, and, I, and the first thing I saw was Don't Cry, mm-hmm. and I think number one at that time was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, wow. But it was such a weird time, whereas Guns N' Roses Don't Cry, Metallica's Unforgiven, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and Hammer's Too Legit to Quit was still <laughs> up there. <laughs> I know what what a grown up was listening to MC Hammer in 1991. Yeah, <laughs> lots. I guess all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, even even at the time, I, I like MC Hammer is dressed like a genie, just like a genie. And that song "Too Legit to Quit" is a song about exercising. It is. 
sweat running all over my chest. I don't quit. No, just keep pressing harder. It's about doing bench presses at the Ooh, gym. Might, might be about sex. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know how to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal a big thing to you about rock and roll and rap. Is there's, a, there's a common theme that ties all of that world together. <laughs> no, it's about... And... Wor- and <laughs> And those those rock stars, they're they're into sex. <laughs> but continue. You're much cooler now. So let's let's get... I, can't, I can't even uh, we'll have to let's talk, we'll have to talk about this one next time. You just blew my mind. <laughs> All right. All right, don't cry. Don't cry. The beginning so, of the story. Yeah. So Guns N' Roses up until this point, they're just that sunset strip. Mm-hmm. aggressive rock and roll band. Don't Cry starts out with a, a baby like being baptized or something uh, with brown eyes. And then then we cut to <laughs> Axl Rose, who was like, you know, just a leather jacket, aviator glasses rocker. Axl Rose is wandering around beyond the wall for some reason. There's a crow in a tree. It's <laughs> a is. snowstorm. He's wearing a cape? It very much is beyond the wall. Yeah, huh? he's, he's the ice king, the ice general, as you said. He's beyond the wall. He's wearing like riding pants, like like khaki, like horse riding tights, and a ceremonial Sergeant Pepper type tunic. Now, now I had I had the CD when this came out when I was a kid, and I think there's a song on on the album called Civil War. Yeah, and so I thought he was a Civil War general when I first saw the video. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe this was the Civil War, and this was like after a battle, and there'd been a snowstorm. I'm still not sure. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. Well, he's, he's got a gun. He's carrying a revolver. Right. But then he has, I think, a furry cape and I, a bandana, like a motorcycle bandana. Well, I just, that was to let you know it's Axl Rose. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's how I excuse that part. That's not authentic. And, uh, and this whole video just keeps, like, zooming into pictures and TVs and then all these weird scenes. So now he's, uh, then there's a nice scene of domestic violence yeah, between the, him and Stephanie. In the meantime, it's mainly a video about him beating up his girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of. Or she's beating him up, too. Are they just not a good couple? Apparently, all of these are based on his relationship prior to Stephanie Seymour. Oh, okay. Which, which ended it. He was married, and that ended in divorce. But then... God, uh, his wife jumped ship at the wrong time. Well, but then he <laughs> domestically abused Stephanie Seymour quite famously, too. Yeah, and I, I think that happened right around the time the videos came out. And I yeah. think I knew that, and it made me and feel... And that was really weird, It yeah. made me feel really weird. I think it's clear, and we're not... Um, believe it or not, listeners, mm-hmm. we are not trained mental health professionals. Right. But from everything I've read about this Axl Rose fella, he seems like he actually suffers narcissistic personality disorder. He's definitely... Not, not just narcissist, like he's got a big ego. Like something's wrong. Like something's wrong. Because we're we're narcissists. We absolutely we have a podcast where we think people want to hear us talk about stuff. Exactly. And what's more narcissistic than that? Yeah. So, but but this is an actual mental disorder. Yeah. And so for him to put in this scene, why why would you do that? I mean, I guess 1991 was a different time, but to put in a scene of domestic violence when you actually in real life probably throw shit at your girlfriend and stuff. Yeah. They're like fighting over a gun. He's pushing her against a wall. And that's the theme of all these videos is women fighting with the guys in the band. Well, it's I mean, really bizarre. I got the impression that he's, she's trying to stop him from killing himself. That's the true story is, is he said that was an actual incident where he was about to kill himself and his wife, Aaron Everly like wrestled the gun. Well, that came across. So that came across real well. It came across well to me. That yeah. was well done on the director. Well, then him and Stephanie are just having one of those graveyard picnics. <laughs> it's true. And then Axel is green. Naked Axel is green underground. Stephanie's in the car, though, remember? But then the car, well, so is Axel. Then this funeral procession shows up, and they get out of the car. And then, oh, and then wow. the picnicking Axel and Stephanie run off. And then mourning Axel and Stephanie go to the grave. And then dead Axel is under the ground looking up. This is, this is like you said, the height of pretension. Yeah, so he's at his own funeral. Um, and then, you know, we keep cutting to this rooftop concert. Shannon Hoon, the late Shannon Hoon, doing co-lead vocals on this. I know. I always thought that was so strange because Blind Melon were such a different band. Yeah. So mellow and, like, hippie. Totally hippie, nice, pleasant. Yeah, pleasant. Very pleasant. And then he's like, hey, pleasant hippie guy. You want to be in my video? Here's the idea. It's me fighting with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to be on a roof with helicopters. You just got to look at me in the eyes and sing. They're doing a really weird thing where they're... 
they're I guess we're doing that exact thing right now. <laughs> we're we're making face icon face to face with microphones. God, I know. But it's different when you're singing it's, and like swaying back and forth. Is it? I don't know. We are. We do have just just gazing into each other's eyes as we speak, really close together on microphones. Yeah, which we've been doing for about seven years for now. Years, yeah. years. I have this theory that when you become a certain level of fame, you have you go insane no matter what. Yeah. And I I, I reserve this for uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Bat shit out of his mind. Elvis Presley, obviously. Yeah. And I think. I think we can put Axl Rose in there, and well, I think the, 91 was about the time where it was starting to kick in, Well, and, where you're uh, so famous, you're insane. In the video for Estranged, they're playing in like a giant arena, like a Brazilian soccer stadium type arena. Right. Stadium, really. Mm-hmm. And so if that was 1991 or two, in 1986, no one had ever heard of them. He was trying to kill himself yeah. uh, uh, in a shitty apartment off Sunset Strip. Yeah. So within five years, he's playing in a giant arena. Right. And then every, stadium, everywhere you, you go in the whole world, there's a half million people that want to go to your concert. Yeah, that would make you insane. Yeah, it would make you insane. Um, Maybe a bit narcissistic as well. And then there's, yeah, then there's the, in the video, there's the weird bar fight again with, so Stephanie shows up and Axel's te- giving a girl piano lessons. Is this still in the first one? Is this yeah. In Don't Cry? Yeah, so, yeah, Axel's like in this fancy bar giving girl piano lessons. Then Stephanie <laughs> shows up and like beats the shit out of her. And Slash, and the rest of the band's like, whoa. And then suddenly Slash is in his old Mustang, and there's a woman screaming at him. This is my favorite part of the And video. he's like, fuck this. I'm driving this car I'm off driving, a cliff. I'm driving off a cliff. JK, I'm immortal. I'm playing a guitar solo shirtless. Do you know what? When I, when I rewatched it, just to, you know, right before we did this, I, I laughed because in my head, so he, 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 his girlfriend's yelling at him. He's like, okay, I'm going drive to off, drive off a cliff. And it shows from below the car fly off the cliff, fall down, and explode. Yeah. And then it cuts up, and, and, and uh, Slash. Slash has got his guitar there. Yeah. And he's standing right there. And in my head, I thought at the last minute, he opened the door and rolled out with <laughs> yeah. his guitar. Yeah. And so it was quite a dirty trick to play on your girlfriend. Yeah. Where you drive her off the cliff and explode her. And then you basically, he's ba- since his guitar is not plugged into anything, it's the same as doing an air guitar. So it's like yeah. you rolled out of your car and then you're like, Dee-dee-dee! oh yeah, that's that's not, playing in an electric car that's not plugged in sounds kind of shitty most of the time. Sounds a hundred percent shitty, a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> the theme through all these videos too is that Slash cannot do guitar solos indoors. Mm-hmm. He's constantly outside doing his solos with his legs spread as far as possible on a guitar with, that's not plugged into anything. Yeah, even so, at the time it bothered me. As he a kid. must be a little uh, a small fella. Why do you say that? Because. Um, I always thought Les Pauls were like really big guitars because I saw him playing them in these videos. Uh-huh. And then when I saw my first Les Paul in a guitar store, I was shocked by how small it was. I was like, is this the Les Paul Jr. or something? No, this is what a Les Paul is. They're on the bigger side. But when, he, they're, but they're not, when he's playing them, they look pretty huge, I thought. Okay. I have a Les Paul, actually. And it, it's, a, it's definitely on the bigger side of guitars, but yeah. I, I see what you're saying. The thing about Slash that I couldn't get over... Is rock star or not? If one of my friends started wearing a top hat all the time, <laughs> I know I would never stop making fun of him. I could. I don't care if we were the most famous people on earth. Yeah. Every time my buddy came in in a top hat, I would just make magician jokes. I would knock their hat off all the Boy, time. That's the untold story, isn't it? It really is. Do you think? Because every- we've only seen them famous and acting cool. So, but there had to be a time where they're practicing. I mean, so at some point in history, was the first moment he put that hat on. Right. Where they're like, we're a rock band, we want to get famous, we want to be cool, and then one day in the garage, Slash shows up and he's wearing a goddamn top hat. Yeah. Everyone else in the band was probably looking at each other like, are we going to let this... Are we going to say something? Are we going to do... Is, like, is this okay? Is top hat, are top hats cool? Is that, is that rock and roll? But there was also this moment, and this had to last for a long time, this must have taken a couple of years, of, please, call me Slash. All right, where you keep going... Frank, and I'm, I'm sorry, Slash. Please, Slash. Slither, Slash. Uh, sorry, Slash. I told you to call me Slash. Dude, anyway, when, I'll be right back. When I, was a teenager, when I was a teenager, one of my friends tried to give himself a really badass nickname. <laughs> and it's just like, and nobody would call him that. And everyone just made fun of him for, for trying yeah. that. It's like in Seinfeld where... Big, big T? Is yeah, that what he yeah, wants? Yeah, where Costanza wants to be T-Bone. Oh, T-Bone. 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 Yeah, it's the same idea where, I mean, like, you can't just call yourself Slash. And wear a top hat. God, it just occurred to me that everyone in his entire life probably makes fun of him. Yeah. Behind his back, regardless of how rich he is. Slash. Like, what? 
Ooh, oh, slash here. Is oh, it? there's slash. Oh, too warm there, slash. Can't can't wear a shirt during your guitar solo. Oh, but you want to keep warm by by wearing a hat, top hat, and leather pants, huh? Too hot for a shirt, huh? I heard that most of your slash. heat es- escapes out of your head. Slash. Is that right, slash? Mind if I call you Mr. Slash? Oh, it's just slash, huh? Okay, sorry, Mr. Sl- I'm sorry, slash. I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's one of those things where when you have a nickname. When you meet new people, it works. People just accept it. Like, oh, yeah. people call him, you know, Snake. But I mean, yeah, all your friends sit around you going, I'm not going to call you Sting. <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking yeah. call you John or yeah. whatever his name is. It's Bono. Bono. It, it no, mean, you can it, have one it too. Means, it means beautiful voice. You can have one too. No, no, I know it's not, it seems weird, but you can have one too. All right. I'm going to go with, how about The Edge? That's great. That's great. I'm Bono. You're The Edge. This is great. This is great, man. The edge. No, okay. Can I, can I change it? <laughs> no, you're the, you're the edge. I'm Bono. I picture this happening during, during like, like a televised thing where he says, I'm the edge. Yeah. But he's joking, but no one can tell. And then it's broadcast to the whole world. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm not the edge. I'm not the edge. Cut, cut back to me. Cut back to me. With, uh, is this camera on? I'm not the edge. I'm not the edge because the edge sounds ridiculous. The edge is ridiculous. It's more ridiculous than calling yourself a nickname if you have a title nickname. Yeah. The Edge. So luckily Slash wasn't that pretentious. It's not the Slash. It's not the, it's not slash. the slash Man. The Slash. Slashmeister. Weird. Okay, um, so yes. Yeah, so, so we got Axel now. He's in a hospital and he's got a comfort raven at his bedside. Right. And then a door opens and Scottish maybe, Axel maybe, walks in. Or maybe he has to send another message north of the wall. <laughs> That's probably it. He has to send a message to Ice King Axel. <laughs> Then the door busts open and Scottish Axel walks in and goes, and he's like, "Hey, oh, that's he's right, wearing a kilt. That's right. He's dressed like Roddy Piper. Yeah." And then another door opens and he's and like, it's like corporate Axel with a blazer, right? And he sees Scottish Axel and shakes his head and pieces out, like literally gives a peace sign and then walks through the mirror. Okay, what does it mean? I don't know. He's fighting with his personality. It's got to be like inner demons or something. You're yeah. Like, should I be a, a corporate guy? Should I be? Should I be a Scottish guy? A Scottish guy or <laughs> a corporate be, guy? Should I be Highlander? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is, because really, at the end, there can be only one, and that's dead green naked Axel. That's true. Because then we cut to him like on a therapist's couch, and he's shaking real weird, and then he's dead again. And then um, we end with another baby like coming out of the water, and this baby has green eyes. And this is why my mom forbade me from listening to Guns N' Roses, because she said green eyes meant the devil. And I was not allowed to listen to devil music. The devil has green eyes? I don't know. I've never heard that anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like your mom was confused. Because I don't think the devil has... He has a red... He has a... He doesn't have like a withered left hand or something? Or right hand? Red right hand? The devil? Yeah. Oh, there's something about a red right hand. There's, the Antichrist has like... Something's wrong with his hand. I've never heard that. Uh, maybe it's the same maybe the same place your mom heard that the devil has green eyes. Yeah, see, I've just never heard anything about the devil having green eyes. But that was so. But you better believe I rode my bike to Raspberry Records and I bought that tape. Yeah, oh yeah. And you better believe I just lived in fear for the next six months. There, there's nothing that get that makes you desire something as much as your parents saying, "Oh, we, yeah. don't, we forbid you to get this." Yeah, like that was that was to me was like a stamp saying, like, if it costs your life, get this album. But seriously, it was like the Telltale Heart. Every time I'd come home, I'd be like nervous. Like, did they find my tape? Yeah. Did they find my rock and roll tape that I've hidden? No. And you know, I, mean, I wasn't like in a Puritan family. I was allowed to listen to other rock and roll music. Right. Um, but yeah, I finally threw that tape in a, in the river. Really? Yeah. The guilt got to you too the much. Guilt got huh? to me too you much. couldn't sleep. Well, at I night? couldn't enjoy it. I could never listen to it. Didn't you have a little Walkman? Yeah, but I'd only listen when nobody was home. I didn't okay. want to get caught. Right. Uh, boy. So then part two is November Rain, which is just like, I, I never was able to figure out what was going on here. And this mostly has Axel having bad dreams in his big blue bedroom. With, he's got the windows open with these billowy curtains and lightning, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's, you know, he sleeps in the blue, apparently. Yeah. That, you know, it never, I never knew that the three videos were supposed to be telling a story. Well, I don't know that they are or not. I'm just trying to well, solve this Well, I mean, the first here. one is the couple first getting together and getting yeah. married. No, no. Well, the then second, they get married in November Rain. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll talk about the third one and get to that. But that, there's definitely a theme, regardless of how crazy it well, is. Well, they, they say based on a short story by Del James. So whatever that means. Now, now 
In November Rain, this is the one where he's playing guitar by the church, Slash, right? Yeah, out, he goes outside. So the wedding happens This the is church. the most popular of the three, I'd say, right? Uh, yeah, it is the most viewed music video on YouTube with 690 million views. Well, the, uh, my, uh, my gut was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so they're getting so Axel and Stephanie are getting married. Stephanie's wearing a mullet dress that uh, where they cut off the front of the dress so you can see her gams. Oh, that's right. And then uh, and and Axel's wearing like something he borrowed from Prince, I think <laughs> something frilly, big frilly sleeves. <laughs> Looks classy. Another like like 16th century ceremonial military outfit. Well, I was gonna say, are you talking about the artist formerly known as Prince or? Or like Prince Fauntleroy. Yeah, the... or like an actual royal prince. Yeah, Could probably that. Like I'm picturing a prince from like the Baroque era. I guess I should be more specific. The artist formerly known as Prince, formerly known as Prince. The artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as Prince. Well, he also went by Prince, so I could. But say he went it... back to Prince. So the artist formerly known as Prince, formerly known as Prince. Right. <laughs> I think it's the artist formerly known as the artist, the artist formerly, formerly known, known as Prince. Prince. So it's much more like a like a kind of a, it's like more of a stutter. It's like a scratch on a record if you're like mixing as a yeah, DJ. If you're like creating this, the artist new. formerly known as the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah, if you're creating the hot new dance craze, right? Uh, and then yeah, and then Slash forgets the ring, but luckily Duff has it. And then when we see Axel putting the ring on Stephanie's finger, he's got this like Sauron. <laughs> Gauntlet on. Like this weird spiky Lord of the Rings thing. He really does. Yeah. Gauntlet. And then Slash is like, fuck this. I got I to gotta go do a solo. Wait a minute. he does his outdoor solos when he's upset. Isn't the ring like made of barbed wire or something, though? Doesn't it cut her finger when he jams it on? Uh, Doesn't no, something weird happen? So. There's, a, there's a Jesus uh, statue that's crying blood. During the wedding? Yeah. Or in his nightmares or something right before the wedding. That doesn't bode well. So the Slash goes outside, and we're, we're in a church in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. um, which it turns out they built just for this. There's really? A, yeah, you can't go visit that church. It's not real. God, what a stupid thing to do. Right. They, they literally spent like $100,000 to build a church in the desert. Yeah, in the middle of New Mexico. Axel originally envisioned this guitar solo taking place in, quote, a cool field. That would have been cheaper. Yeah, than <laughs> building a life-size church. How much money did they spend on these videos? This is the... It's in the top 10 of most expensive videos. Wow. It's um, not surprising. Uh, then then, then the, the, the most bizarre thing is the wedding reception, where Axel's now in a different frilly outfit. And this one's oh. shinier. And uh, first of all, Ricky Rockman, the host of Headbangers Ball, is there, which I feel like is a... Uh, conflict of interest. It, to me, more than a conflict of interest, it breaks, like... Like, it breaks me out of the, the story. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, you're watching a video, and you're kind of into, like, oh, this guy's getting married, even though it's actual Rose. Yeah. You know, he's getting married, things are happening, and they're playing guitar in the desert, and then you're like, oh, there's a, a kind of famous celebrity. What would you there, even call him? A, yeah, not... A D-list celebrity? Yeah, there's a D-list celebrity, but he's the guy who is there saying, like, here's the latest one from Guns N' Roses. I know. There's something in disingenuous about that, yeah. huh? And then it starts raining, and then the most famous, probably the greatest four seconds of any music video of all time. Or maybe, maybe any movie. Just any film entertainment mm-hmm. is when it's raining, and everyone's panicking, and the band is hiding under the tables and kind of goofing off. Mm-hmm. And then this dude with his weird, long Fabio hair, right? this otherwise normal-looking square dude in a suit, takes a flying leap through the cake. Through the three-tiered cake. Runs, leaps right through the cake. And it, it my... Even when I, I remember, even when I saw it the first time as a kid, I laughed because I thought yeah. that is that is beyond necessary. It is to the point where you would have to attempt to do it. Yeah, like a normal person is looking to get out of the rain. You're not going to dive. You, you like what was his plan? Like he just lands in the bushes or something? <laughs> right. You, Why is he have diving? If you, you ran and dove over a table at a barbecue or a party, you'd probably break your shoulder. Yeah, he's going to hurt himself. Also, he's running away from moisture. Rain, there's yeah. Not, there's they're, not a, they're it's they're not a nuclear to, attack. Yeah, they act like this is, this is like acid rain. Yeah, it's not a hail of bullets. Everyone else is just kind of giggling. He leaps through the cake. Do you know and, what? I and think the next I've... thing you know, Stephanie's dead. Is she dead from the wedding? That's what I always, was always trying to figure out. I was 12 years old when this came out, and I was, could never make the connection. I was desperately trying to figure it out. Why did the rain kill Stephanie? The rain's probably a metaphor for her dying. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the wedding's going well. And if this is one big nightmare, he's at the church. Oh, yeah. The Jesus eyes are bleeding. Slash is playing guitar with no, you know, in his ridiculous top hat with his giant Les Paul. And then the rain comes. It's got to be some big metaphor. That's her dying. This is like. This whole thing is a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare, right? Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of this is getting to the bottom of it. So don't feel bad. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just learned something very distressing about MC Hammer. So you'll have to bear with me. <laughs> that's right. You're still trying to recover. Still trying to recover from that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the guy leaks through the cake and then we're at the funeral and the funeral is much more sparsely attended than the wedding, which is odd. Um, Maybe it was right after and people had to fly back. Oh, that's Maybe it was like it. it was probably the next weekend and people were like, well, I already got my, Shit, I, I got, got off work again. And I flew yeah. to LA, you know, and I can't get any more time off, even though this is, this is a tragedy, man. But I mean, I took seven days off already. Yeah. So my condolences. So I could never figure out too what's going on with the casket. It looks like half her f- head has been replaced with like a mannequin head. I thought and she I just realized it's a mirror going down the center of her face in the casket. Yeah. I always thought that she'd been in some sort of accident where half her face got cut off. Yeah, and I guess that's the idea, is, is that uh, if you want to have an open casket funeral, but part of the head's missing, you put a mirror down there. That's a real thing? Apparently. People have done this before? According to the Wikipedia for this... For this video. Jesus, man. If, if I get disfigured, please don't put a mirror on my face. Well, it seems like that's really going to... It's going to be more upsetting, right? Yeah. You're not going to think, oh, it's so symmetrical. The illusion is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is a supermodel. She probably has a very symmetrical face, like Denzel Washington. She does look great in the casket. <laughs> like, i got to say, like I've been to some funerals, and she, she looked fantastic in the casket. <laughs> fantastic in caskets. Yeah. That's... Ooh, is that a band or something? It's, uh, what is it? It's... Fantastic in caskets. I think it's you know, like a rockabilly band. No, no. I know what it is. Oh. At my work, they just bought a bunch of this stuff for the bathroom called Poopori. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And it's like a poo neutralizing spray. I guarantee, uh, look, what, what did I say it was? Fantastic in caskets. Fantastic in caskets is a f- air freshener you th- throw on the bottom of a casket. Oh. It totally is. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know, let's take some of the mystery out of it. It's part of life. It is. We all decay and die, even beautiful people. So it's strange. That's one. We should just end it right there. That's a great way to go out. But um, so <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about a strange. Strange is the third. The third one. It is the uh, tied for fifth most expensive mu- music video of all time at four million dollars. Oh my god! Adjusted for thankfully. What Wikipedia, a waste of money! Wikipedia justice for inflation: six point five million. Oh my god! He must have been at a point in his career where no one could say no to Axl Rose. Yeah. Can you imagine? And it's such a stupid video. It's, it's so, so stupid. stupid. I mean, the, the rest of them are at least like artsy and mysterious. And this is yeah, clearly just Axel like surrounded by people going like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's, yes. Man. That's a great idea, Axel. No, it's great. Like every idea he has is a great idea. Although I will say uh, kind of an underrated song. I enjoyed the I song. I actually really like the song. Maybe the most of the three. Yeah. I was like, this song really kicks ass. It's got some great guitar solos. It does. I really like and that. Yeah. It's got some cool licks. It's got, yeah. a, it's got a lot of complex parts. It goes into all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And Axel's voice, I mean, he's famous for being, I don't know, he can do like five octaves. Yeah, he can, he can sing high. He definitely and and has. really low, and he's doing that in this song a lot. When we were talking about cover, cover bands earlier, I was going to say the hardest part of a Guns N' Roses cover band would be the Axel part. Because yeah. there's a lot of good guitar players that can sound like Slash, and, you know, but to sound like Axel Rose, it's like being, being in a Black Sabbath cover band and being like, oh, I'm going to sound like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. But I, I know I've read even that there's something like really special about his voice. Like it's really rare to be able to. He might be up there. I read it. And there's even a record like, oh, he can go from G flat minor to the person. The like person that. that has the highest range is Mike Patton from Faith No More. Really? He has the highest range of any singer. Wow. And no one is is on the same level in rock bands. And then right, it's like six octaves or something. And then below that is a bunch of people. But Axl Rose may be on there. He may be t- towards the top. He definitely. He definitely can sing really high and really low. Yeah. And he does it at the same time a lot of times on, on really the songs. really bizarre, yeah. Has that weird kind of sound. Yeah. Where he's harmonizing with himself. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Which, again, narcissist. <laughs> of course. Shannon Hoon or nobody. Yeah. So in this one, there's this SWAT team storming his, his castle at night. And, uh, and they, they bust in. I don't know why they went in the middle of the night with no lights on. What year was this video? 
let's see. This had to be 92 or maybe even 93. Because, gosh, then it's still too early. I had this, when I was watching it, I was thinking, is this in reference to Kurt Cobain's suicide? Oh, yeah, it's December 93. So, yeah, a little bit before that. So, so Kurt's still alive. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with that. Because my impression is he's OD'd on drugs or something, and that people are going there because someone's called the cop because he's dead. But, that's but, it's, it. but it's like a SWAT team with machine guns and stuff. Yeah, well, also... But other, it's also like metaphor. Okay, here's the other thing. Is when I was, you know, when I, I I wasn't that bright of a kid, you know, and we apparently brought a lot of baggage to to what we saw. <laughs> right. But we've learned that today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That like what we were thinking about, we we clearly projected. Yeah. But I was also going to say that this video is kind of like those old spice commercials. It's a lot of nonsense. So oh, I God, think that's so. I just a really good way to put so it. So I thought so I thought it was just a lot like the SWAT team. You know, it's just another. It's just visually cool, and it's not yeah. supposed to actually be a SWAT team going to his house. Which I guess it is. No, let's let's just go with the metaphor. That's what much better. Okay. Because uh, then they get in and they're they're horrified by a giant T Rex on the wall. Well, at the beginning and of then this, Axel's hiding in like the loft in the kids' room. Yeah. Or what I took Whatever as the kids' that room. Is. Yeah, I took it as the kids' store, toy storage area. Right for rich people. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the video, they showed literally a dictionary definition for estranged. <laughs> yeah. And then as Axel leaves the mansion. With the other SWAT guys, and he's dressed in all white. Yeah, that's it. That comes later. There's all these. People. Oh, is that later? Yeah, but but what is it? So he he lives in this mansion on the top of a hill that's got tons of children in it for some reason. Is, he, and is it a commentary white. on Michael Jackson? It kind of felt that way. So then there's all these people wearing white, like they're cult members or yeah. like orderlies in a mental institution, right? And they're escorting him to a white limo, and there's even cops wearing white cop outfits. Oh, and, this, he, and he gets in a white limo and drives off. This must be him. This must be a metaphor for dying. Yeah. This must be he's, leave, he's leaving with the, the guards from heaven. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. Getting into a limo to heaven. Because yeah. they all have suitcases and briefcases and stuff. Uh-huh. But they're wearing white, and they all look really serious, like orderlies in, in one floor of the cuckoo's nest or something. I, I, okay, so at what point do the dolphins come in? So I know- the dolphins are, <laughs> dolphins are coming. Don't okay. worry. So, so there's tons of live footage, and then Axel comes off the stage, and he's laying down backstage on the couch. And then he pulls a Doctor Strange. He goes astral. Oh, dude. That's the first thing. Up. Yeah. I loved seeing that after seeing Doctor Strange. Cause, yeah. Because that's the first thing I thought. It's like, oh, wow. He's yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> he's the Sorcerer Supreme. That's what Axel Rose is. Yeah. He can, he can astral project and leave his body as a... I, uh, is it supposed to be your soul? What's it supposed to be? Well, I don't know. Because then his ghost, his astral form goes and takes a shower. Oh, that's right. So maybe with cle- his, cleansing with, your soul? With his clothes on. Yeah. It's literally cleansing your soul. Yeah. That's exactly he, what it is. shower. Dude, that is exactly what it is. So then we've got this giant cargo plane, and the front, like the nose cone of the cargo plane opens up. And that alone must have been a million dollars. Yeah, renting that, thing. renting that. And then it's got the ocean inside of it. Right. Inside the cargo plane is the ocean with dolphins swimming around. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then he's walking down Hollywood Boulevard back to the Rainbow Room. This was my, okay, this is my favorite part of the video. I felt like it was the most poignant of all three of them. Okay. Because for me, it was like going back to his roots, right? Well, right. I have never, I've seen this a million times. I didn't make this connection until neither, today. Neither did I. Okay. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. And, I, and t- this is the first time as an adult where I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is the guy that's been around the world at these stadiums. And now he's going back to, the, to where it all began. Well, and he's standing outside a barred window looking at a bunch of TVs. And that's the beginning of the Welcome to the Jungle video. Oh my God. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Remember that? He gets off the bus, and then he's like looking at TVs, and all the TVs are showing like violence and stuff. Yeah. So he's at that same place, and the TV is showing the Don't Cry video. Whoa. Yeah. Maybe he is Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. He can like go back in time and stuff, too? Yeah. He knows that spell? <laughs> he does. And then the, so Hollywood Boulevard is, is a flowing ocean with dolphins in it. Well, there's also Slash also gets on a conveyor belt and goes down, know, and the, goes looks, down the street. That is so dumb looking. Again, he's got to do his guitar solos outside. Yeah. They're, like he's in a bar and they're like, hey, you can't do that in here. Go outside. God, I love that. So he's on a conveyor belt doing a solo. It looks really it looks dorky. So dorky. It looks so dorky. But he's going past the Rainbow Room and like yeah. uh, the other, what is the other one? All those, those famous Sunset Strip. Yeah. Uh, uh, rocker what's, bars. What's the other one? The, the Whiskey. Yeah, Whiskey A Go-Go. Yeah, I felt I found that I found that very poignant. Yeah, like I thought this is really great. Yeah, and now for some reason we're on a giant ocean liner. Uh-huh. Axel's on top. 
leaps off. And that, frankly, made me nervous of just thinking about the stuntman doing Was that. Was that real? That's all I could think. Did they really know. have a guy jump off? God, like, it looked like they were 30 stories up and yeah. he jumps off into the ocean. Like, that's a height to kill you, I think. Yeah, it had to be a bunch of... Must have been fake somehow. Trickery, yeah. I mean, if they're spending $4 million, they can fake a guy jumping into the water. That probably also wasn't Axl Rose in drowning in the ocean, I imagine. Oh, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but that freaked me out. And then, and then there's some other bandmate, so I don't know why they're on this cargo ship yeah, that's bound Iz- for Shanghai. Izzy's, I think that's Izzy Stradlin. No, Izzy's out of the band by this point. So the so that guy with the dark hair That's the new guy. That's Gilby. Oh god. So this is like the the Dukes of Hazard cousins. Yeah. Or like, do you know what it's like? It's like uh the Red Hot Chili Peppers who replaced John Frusciante with a dude that looks just like him. Yeah. And then all the promotional photos for their new album at, like he's three like years kind ago. Of obscured he's in the back. He yeah, has yeah. hair in his face. Yeah. He's in the back. Yeah. It's like maybe nobody'll notice. Or like how every Time Billy Corgan reforms the Smashing Pumpkins. It's a blonde girl bass player and an Asian guitar player. Is that true? Yeah. That one's the weirdest of yeah. all, man. That's way weird. Yeah. But it's not to just trick people, right? It's like, I don't know. It's just like, oh, if you squint, it's weird. Okay, so a guy throws... No, this... this so that's Gilby. So in the Don't Cry video, Slash has a note taped to his back that says, where's Izzy? I saw that. Yeah, and it's weird. So they kicked out their drummer... For having too much of a drug problem. Right. Which, god damn, to get kicked out of Guns N' Roses in 1990? Because your, yeah, because of your drug problem. Because you're doing too much drugs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right? Wow. So then Izzy, uh, after getting arrested for urinating on a plane, okay, he went sober. Oh. So, so he recorded the album, but then Izzy went sober, and the rest of them were still raging drug addicts. Right. And he, he said, like... Yeah, it turns out you're just willing to put up with a lot more bullshit when you're on drugs than when you're not. Oh, so he was so just he quit. Like sick of it? Yeah. Okay. So I've heard he was a real driving force musically for the band that's un- unsung. He must have been. Yeah, I mean, he co-wrote most of the songs, even more than mm-hmm. Slash did. I right. Mean, yeah. So that's, yeah, so, so that's his... probably why the, their next album wasn't as good. <laughs> you don't think Chinese democracy was as good? <laughs> it only took a quarter of a century to be released, too. Oh, my God. Izzy wrote faster. <laughs> he sure did. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 came out the same time. Yeah. Same day. Two full albums. Yeah. But uh, let's... Chinese democracy. Chinese democracy. Uh, 15 years. Uh, 20 years, maybe. And this is not a case of... For anyone that might not know of Chinese democracy, Guns N' Roses, I don't know, fourth album. Does the spaghetti incident count? No, that's like that's like a... That it's a bunch of... Cu- no, it doesn't count. So this is their long-awaited album. This is not like where a band goes and travels the world and learns meditation and stuff. Uh-huh. Axl Rose, after everyone else left the band, reformed the band, and was actively working on it for 15 years. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Not, he didn't take a break. He's actively working on this record. And then it finally comes out, and it's just awful. There's nothing awful. redeeming about it. There's, there's a couple things. I'll defend it a little bit. There's a couple okay. songs I think are okay, but not, but not worthy of taking 15 years to, yeah. to make. Like, yeah. if it came out in 1996, maybe, yeah. I would be like, uh... No, it's a new direction. It's all right, it's okay, yeah. it's new. But I mean, you're waiting most of your adult life for this to come out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, not much like uh, old Guns N' Roses. Well, he kind of caught on to the new metal thing oh, about five years after new metal had even gone away. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely what it is. It's yeah. got a lot of that new metal. Yeah. Um, so, so Izzy's replacement, Gilby, throws him a life preserver. Okay. <laughs> and Axel just wants to drown. <laughs> then Gilby comes by in a rowboat trying to save him. I thought that was a different guy. Is it the same oh, guy? Oh, maybe it's a different guy. Either I thought, way. That, I thought that was Duff. <laughs> I, I love, really like, all, all hands, all bands on deck. Yeah. Where it's like, we, let's try to save him. <laughs> okay, I'll throw him the ring. You get in the rowboat. <laughs> Deploy the rowboat. <laughs> God, the last thing I'd want is, a, is a, a band member from a rock band in a rowboat coming to save me. <laughs> like, a oh, God. <laughs> But, I mean, the dolphins save him, though. Right, then the dolphins save him. Echo the dolphin comes and saves him. Yeah. Dolphins were Literally, big. Literally, the in, dolphin saves him. Dolphins were big in the 80s. Yeah. Dolphins and whales and stuff were, like, saving them was Oh, a think big... of all those, like, air... I mean, first, yeah, Echo the dolphin. I'm right. joking. Video game character. That was one of the uh, flagship video games to show off. I don't even remember. Not the Sega Genesis. I think it was Genesis. What Maybe was it? it was. It was some... New fangled could have, Sega been, could have been Neo Geo. Let's get to the bottom of this. But it was like the game to show um, 
you know, like look what this new like processing sy- speed. processing system we do and these new graphics, yeah. and these 3Ds. It did look great. And it's a game where you're, you're just dolphining around, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was just the Genesis. I thought it was Genesis. Yeah. I never got that one. But that's that was 1992. This video is 1993. Oh God, of course. So yeah, so dolphins. So dolphins Axel befriends the dolphins who save him. This was also the same time where at the mall they had those magic eye posters uh-huh. where if you went cross-eyed, there was a dolphin. There's a dolphin, yeah. You can't escape dolphins. Even in, in some kind of Doctor Strange world, there's dolphins. There's dolphin, And you can tell how old someone is by their dolphin tattoo. <laughs> you can, man. Yeah. They're looking bad these days. <laughs> dolphin tattoo. When you see a dolphin tattoo, it is rough. <laughs> uh, so then the Coast Guard finally saves him, right? In a helicopter? Uh, yeah. They, just to just to blow that last hundred thousand. Well, no, let's get Slash to uh, rise up from the deep, <laughs> playing another solo. <laughs> he comes out of the, <laughs> rises up like a volcano being he formed. He does, and then he's just on top of the water doing a solo. Yeah. Then we see Axl Rose's sneaker at the bottom of the ocean floor that says Axl on it. Okay. So he has his own Air Jordans, and then the last scene is just the best, the last shot. What was the last shot? It's Axel on the couch, all wet, with a blanket around him. Next to him is oh, a yeah. dolphin oh, yeah. in a flannel shirt. Yes. And Axel puts his arm around the dolphin and then waves at the camera. And then writing on the screen says, love Axel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. He looks at the audience and thinks, like, what a great ride we've all been on. Right, dolphin? Yeah, right, dolphin buddy? Love Axel. <laughs> <laughs> That might have been the moment. That might have, you can maybe pinpoint the moment where he went totally insane. Yeah, it, it's halfway through this video. Where in real life he went totally insane. Yeah. And can then, you imagine someone pitching this idea to you and you weren't like this wasn't your concept? You're like you're you're in this band. You play in L or yeah, you play L A. You're way into drugs and drinking. You're just like a rough band. And then this director comes to you and he's like, "I've got an idea. How about you?" <laughs> Jump in the water. A dolphin swims up and saves you. Slash, don't worry, you're coming out of the water playing guitar. And then at the end, you hug the dolphin, <laughs> thanking the audience. Can you imagine a band sitting listening to that and being like, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you, got, you got us, man. You listen to Guns N' Roses. That's us. Dolphin friendly. Dolphin friendly. It had to be coming from him. Like, I want dolphins! <laughs> yeah. No, and it was whim. It, like, he was one of those guys. That, like, they'd already shot like three yeah, months worth of footage. As they were directing it, like, he just, in the middle of the night, he was on a drug trip and he, he got way into dolphins. Saw, like, you know, he was stoned watching a dolphin documentary on the National Geographic channel. And then in the middle of like 3 a.m., this director, who's already never wants to talk to Axel again after these hellacious eight weeks, gets a call. 3 a.m. I think caller ID was around then on, oh, yeah. on, on landlines. Yeah, probably. So he picks up his giant. Portable, like his his uh, what are they? What are they even called? Those brick phones. Those not a brick phone, like the like a cordless, cordless, phone? A cordless yeah. phone where you pull the antenna out. Yeah, yeah. And you look on the caller ID and you see Rose, comma Axel, and you're like, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Beep. Hey, hey, Axel, baby, what's up? Dolphins, you say? <laughs> you want to meet now? Can 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 we meet in the morning and talk about the, this dolphin? All right, I'm on my way. I'm coming. No, I'm coming. Dolphins, okay. I brought a notebook. Flannels, okay. <laughs> That's it. This director is that, that guy you just uh, acted out. His name is Andy Morahan. Okay. Um, directed a ton of music videos and three feature films. Oh, wow. So hot off Estranged, he got his first feature film gig. Highlander 3, The Sorcerer. <laughs> Okay, that's a great one. And that ties into a lot of what we've been talking about. It really so that does. was in 1994. It explains the kilt. He did something in 97, and then he didn't do another film until 2009. It's called Goal 3, starring David Beckham, Wayne Rooney, Steven Gerrard, and Cristiano Ronaldo. That's a real movie? Goal 3, Taking on the World. Wait a minute, do those soccer players pretend to be themselves? They, yes, it's a fictional film. It's like a fictional story, but these guys appear as themselves. Oh, no. Uh, believe it or not, didn't have a theatrical release. <laughs> it's the third installment in the football drama trilogy, Goal. Cuno Becker returns as Mexican footballer Santiago Munez, who along with his best friends and English, England national team players, Charlie Braithwaite and Li- Liam Adams, 
are selected for their respective national teams. This is just Wait FIFA. A minute. This is FIFA propaganda. Isn't Charles Braithwaite Daredevil? No, that's uh, first of all, that's the fictional character's name, and his name is Charlie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to call it a night. Yep. <laughs> so they're, they're selected for their teams at the 2006 World Cup. So this is just straight up a, a World Cup propaganda film. You know how corrupt oh, FIFA is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. Yeah. So this couldn't even get a theatrical release, but they probably forced all these guys. They did another one, I think. It. I think they did one just recently for the I mo- remember hearing about them the, doing one. Yeah. And it was, again, it was the same thing. It had all these big actors in it. I'd never heard of it. It made like $10,000 domestically here yeah. in the U.S. Well, and it was like evidence of how Seth Blatter's lost his mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got Everett Ronaldo's in it. Frank Lampard. Beckham. Did, did you David Beckham? David Beckham's in it. God, I hope he was dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a deep man that like... Dubbed by Axel. Well, if you watch uh, Hercules Goes to New York, they have <laughs> yeah, yeah. a very deep-voiced man dubbed... Doing Ar- Arnold. Doing yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger before he was well-known. David Beckham, I think... The, the same treatment wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it's me, David Beckham. Great soccer player. I mean football. Oh, yeah, football. Well, for the U.S. audiences, they dub it to soccer. Yeah, soccer. Even though it's obvious his mouth is saying football. Football. Soccer. I'm a so- soccer player. I'm David Beckham. <laughs> Do you think? I, I'm very wealthy. I'd like to meet Axel Rose. Uh, David Beckham talks if Kermit the Frog was British. <laughs> That's what I always think of. Oh, poor guy. I know. Oh, fuck poor him. guy. Fuck him. He's got a billion me? dollars. Yeah, a billionaire, the most beautiful man that ever lived. He's probably drowning in women besides again, his wife. Again, this is how narcissistic and delusional I am. It's like a couple weeks ago when I wanted to clarify that we're talking about Star Trek's Chekhov <laughs> and not playwright Chekhov. Is I want to be like, hey, man, the dudes at World Champion Podcast should lay off David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not fair. Yeah, man. Really not fair of us. You know, you know how they say, don't punch down, punch up. I know the platform we have. The platform. We shouldn't use this platform for evil. To, to, you know, and the tiny platform that David Beckham has, he's not, you know, we shouldn't pick on him. We're, we're really cocky. We're, we're making fun of downtrodden David <laughs> Beckham, whose net worth is 350 million U.S. <laughs> Perhaps one of the 10 most famous people minute, in the wait world. A my net worth is $350 US. Is that what you said? Where did you get $350? I, well, I mean, I don't have it all. Oh, yeah. But I mean, at one point, I've had, 300, oh, if you, if I've had $350 at the same time. Whoa. No, um, close. He's $350 million. Oh, million dollars. Yeah. $350 million. $350 million. Great hair. Handsome dude. Great body. Reached the top of his chosen profession. Right. The absolute top. everywhere. The absolute top. One, he's, he's won the World Cup, right? Yeah. Friends, personal friends with royalty. No, no, England sucks at the World Cup. He's never won the World Cup. But he's won plenty of... No, but he won, he won with a different team, I thought. He, no, he'd have to play for England. Oh, World yeah, Cup. you have to play with your own team, huh? Yeah, but... Uh, he's won, he's won, won all know, the He's other won cups. all the other ones. He's won, I mean, it, he's won every cup. No, looking at this thing, it's, it's all over the place. He's, he's amazing. And he uh, lives in L.A. and friends with Tom Cruise and everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, if he's friends with royalty... He can, he can go to the Queen's house whenever he feels like it. So he can go and visit the prince formerly known as Prince? The prince currently known as Prince. Currently known as Prince, yeah. even. Yeah. Wow. That, that is, that's power. But we shouldn't, make a, we, uh, we shouldn't make a joke about his voice. In fact, right now, I want to publicly apologize to David Beckham for, for the harsh things we said earlier. We don't want to kick you while you're down. I'm afraid we're going to lose some sponsors over this. Yeah, we're here to build up people that come to Smogville or come, you know, everyone in the world is welcome in Smogville at the fair. Oh, man, we, it, should, we should delete our Twitters, though. Probably, we're because... so there, much there's, shit for this. Yeah, there's going to be those people that don't think David Beckham's actually married, and Has- they're going to attack <laughs> us. Hashtag death to world champion podcast. Oh, yeah, we don't want that to start trending at all. Mm-hmm. Could be bad for us. Yeah. Well, that publicity. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Beckham, here's... We would like to personally invite you to the Ferris wheel. Yep. I was about to do that. I'm glad you did it. Yeah. We'll we'll make this right. Churros on us. We'll buy you churros. So just bring yeah. the family. I would like to apologize in person. Mm-hmm. Bring bring the press even. And we'll we'll apologize in front of the press too. Hat, hat in hand. Bring the royalty as well. Yeah. So it's a pretty big Ferris wheel cart. <laughs>